Highly, hugely successful kung fu comedy, The Paper Tigers, here hanging out with the old samurai on the movie dojo. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, yeah. It's great to have you here. I really appreciate it. I know it's really early, and I know it's extremely, you're an extremely busy man, but I was like, man, for, for, for someone to take the time to hang out with the movie dojo army and lovers of martial arts and in kung fu comedies, uh, it's great to have you here. It's an honor to have you here uh, hanging out with the old samurai, talking movies. And we're going to get into uh, one of the most pleasant surprises of the year, <laughs> uh, which is paper, the Paper Tigers. But yeah, we're going to get into it. But uh, before we get started... It was started, a low bar. This year it was a low bar, so it's going to be surprises. Really? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, man. We got the Movie Dojo Army showing up here. Heather Love, what's going on? Mike Swift. That's right. We'll have more of them showing up hey, uh, very soon. I heard Hang Movie out. Dojo. I had to come, man. Of yeah, course. you got to represent. Represent. Don't challenge me because you'll kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you know, how did you uh, get into the business? What what made you? What what inspired you to 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 take the leap and become a writer, editor, and a, a man of all trades? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I started out uh, just watching movies as a fan. I grew up. Uh, I'm kind of a, what did you call first generation Vietnamese American. I was the first of my uh, family to be born here. Uh, so, you know, we came from Vietnam in the late 70s, kind of that war and kind of escaping war and coming to America. And I was, I was the golden child. Let's put it that way. I was, you know, all there, everything was like uh, for me to be uh, a punk uh, American kid. So, you know, I grew up uh, watching movies at home with our family. And then we'd go out to get, you know, these videotapes from Chinatown, which would be all these movies from Hong Kong, all the latest movies, Jack Chan, Jet Li, uh, Stephen Chow, Chow and fat and then like all the TVB shows, which is, oh. uh, you know, these 30, 40 episode, you know, uh, yeah. soap operas, basically wuxia soap operas yeah. um, that, you know, uh, we just devoured at home. And then uh, Bruce Lee, obviously at, at home, is, uh, you know, on TV as well. Hey, hey, for sure. And that's our, <laughs> that's our hood there. We're from Washington. We're from Seattle, Washington, uh, which is where he kind of first came uh, to America. And then uh, we went out watching, you know, movies out out in, the, out in the theaters, which is like Spielberg and James Cameron. So, you know, with all that movie diet, uh, just, uh, you know, understanding, uh, you know, entertainment as a whole and yeah. just appreciating, you know, that none was really better than the other, that they all have their different styles and kind of their own uh, different takes on, on entertainment, which was great. And I loved it all. Uh, but it wasn't until I saw Jackie Chan, like I really like kind of really started seeing him. I think when he started, kind of shifted gears into kind of the more... Um, you'd call the eighties kind of kickboxing and kind of away from the shapes and kind of that classic stuff uh, yeah. that what I was like really excited by because it was just as a filmmaking. He kind of took that filmmaking style to a new level and had a rhythm and musicality and, and just a kind of whole uh, feel to it. That was just so different. And uh, that's when I just really wanted to kind of break it apart and understand it, like really figure out what exactly I was looking at. 
and really move from fan to, you know, filmmaker or at least aspiring filmmaker at the time and just trying to figure out, you know, what all that meant. And nice. so, yeah, I just kind of grab our family camcorder and just try to be, just grab our friends and just, you know, figure out and futz around with the, and make these home videos and recording with a VHS decks and all that stuff. Uh, and uh, really just Jackie Chan opened my eyes to this, this whole new world of movies because he would say his influences were like Buster Keaton and then uh, Charlie Chaplin and yeah. Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire. So that just got me into musicals and silence and just movies in general, just understanding you know, movies as a whole. So I kind of came from it from action movies, but really trying to like understanding visual uh, visual storytelling as a whole. And then uh, that was kind of like where it just kind of opened up the whole love of, of making movies. Nice, nice. And uh, you were inspired by uh, Corey Yuan. Did you run into him? Yeah, as a family friend. Uh, so fortunately, like I, I, you know, I, I was able to kind of like have him in my life because it was Man. it was not like anything that I had a family, a showbiz family or entertainment it did yeah. not run in our blood, you know. So to have, you know, to try to figure things out on your own and suddenly have uh, and pop into your life was huge. And, you know, Corey Yoon is, you know, a, a cohort of Jackie Chan, grew up with Jackie Chan. And legend. A legend in his own right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just for understanding his filmmaking and him teaching, you know, uh, his his way of doing things and me just soaking it up. And, and it was great. That's, that, is, that is really cool. That is really cool. What was some of your uh, favorite martial arts movies? Well, I mean, yeah, of course, in, sentimentally, anyone. Corey Yoon's Fong se right. is like, you know, it's up there. Just the fact that, you know. I've sat and broken that down and, you know, having Corey break down and commentate. So I feel like I have, I kind of know that movie inside out for sure. Uh, love that movie. Drunken master two for Jackie Chan, for sure. Uh, Bruce Lee film. I think my favorite is, you know, fist of fury or here you yes. call it uh, Chinese connection. And yeah. just, uh, you know, that type of just, uh, old school action. Uh, obviously, uh, there's a uh, you know uh, eight diagram pole fighter and either yes. Alpha alone stuff. Yes, that's, you know fantastic. That's my favorite stuff. Sean Brothers uh, movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that one. Uh, yeah, one really sticks out for me. Um, you know, it's, so it's like uh, the whole from that period is is just so incredible. Pedicab driver, prodigal son, Sam Home stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, all that Hong Kong stuff was definitely yeah, part I of ran it. Into, uh, but uh, definitely, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, those are those are awesome classic choices. But uh, I ran into Sam Hung. Uh, he re-released Pedicab Driver down in Hollywood yeah. in a theater, and it was great watching that on the big screen. Uh, but it's it's uh, it's oh, awesome wow. telling uh, new people that are new to martial arts uh, films, and I show them, here, watch 8 Diagram Pole Fighter. And when you get to that end fight sequence, they're just like... Bonkers. <laughs> like, Bonkers. how long did it take for them to do this? Like, it's insane. Yeah, yeah exactly. But that, those are those are classics. We are of like mind, sir. That's right. Uh, but uh, <laughs> well, yeah, even so just you... reaching back, you know, geeking out, you know, it's all even just like Kurosawa stuff, and then uh, yeah, Musashi, you know, just, oh yeah, uh, trilogy. All that stuff was great. Chambara this films, and then now Korean, uh, Korean films are this whole whole new phase of action, which is incredible as well. So oh yeah, yeah, they they really knocked it out of the park as well. Uh, but uh, you were an editor uh, for this film right here. Can you yes. see? There you go. <laughs> yeah, we're going to five exactly. second delay here. With Johnny, this uh, looks badass. I have not seen this. So how was it uh, working yeah, with this movie? Man. Way to dig this up. Good for you. Uh, this was fantastic. Charlie and Johnny are, are a brother duo. Uh, Charlie's the director. Johnny is the actor and, and a- actor and action star. And they've made a lot of films like The Rebel uh, that yeah. a lot of people may have known uh, or seen. Uh, this was kind of supposed to be their big modern um blockbuster basically kind of the vietnamese raid if you will 
Uh, nice. uh, it was a way to, for them to kind of like answer back and try to, you know, uh, up the ante as well from Vietnam because they've been working out there for a while. Huge movie, exciting movie. I was fortunate to have been asked to kind of come out there and help and edit. Yeah. Um, so it was a, a, a it was a huge uh, learning experience and just a lot of fun to kind of work with those guys because they definitely know what they're doing. Um, unfortunately, it uh, had to go through the censorship uh, process with uh, with the Vietnamese government, and uh, we weren't able to get uh, uh, approval, and so we uh, we weren't able to release. You know, even up until two weeks uh, before the release of the film, we were trying to do uh, appeals and, and whatnot. Uh, but it was just like it didn't work out. So uh, we were never it's never really seen the light of day. The final version oh, has never seen the light of day. Um, wow. Some of the work prints got uh, leaked uh, to the Internet. So I think oh, you might okay. be able to see some versions of it. But, you know, I would caveat <laughs> that's not the director's cut. Right. Uh, you know, it's a work print. It was also oh. a version that was like done for censors. Like it was like a several several was, iterations in okay. into the censorship process so it's certainly not the director's cut it's not even finished there's a lot of blood effects and stuff that's still like uh still gotcha. needed, you know fixing up and cleaning up and all that stuff right. well that's so, unfortunate um, some things got cut but yeah, yeah. i'm so, sure it's still I know badass. charlie has the versions uh, it's very badass and charlie has his version under the vault so uh hopefully one day it'll see the light of day maybe criterion can make yeah. it happen or something uh who knows uh but uh it's a uh, it's a treat waiting to happen yeah, yeah, it looks awesome. So I, I, I highly await the real version. We will we will show support. The Movie Dojo Army will show support of Badassity because that's the kind of movies we like. You also were involved with the editing of Jackpot here. Yeah, so if you see, you might can't really tell him in the bottom uh, of that frame, but that's Dustin Nguyen, you know, from 21 Jump Street. Oh, yeah. Warrior fame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, he's also he was also out there in Vietnam at the time, and he this one is kind of a more of a slapstick uh uh, comedy that's uh has a lot of heart and 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 kind of family feels around it since a very sweet story about a lotto ticket seller who kind of uh uh hits it big with one of the people that she sells tickets to and then they get pulled into this uh whole situation of unforeseen circumstances and, and happenstance and all that stuff so it gets yeah. it's this funny uh romp uh but that one was like uh kind of the little movie that could you know it was actually not uh submitted for for the oscar submissions for for vietnam so it had yeah, that much of a best foreign film success How yeah awesome so it was submitted that? for consideration yeah so yeah. Uh, that was great and then again dustin was uh fantastic work with an amazing uh actor turned producer so he's very very talented nice. uh and and look forward to seeing what he also does because he also um has a lot of directing projects on his own nice nice uh trados uh says here he says hi samurai what's going on bow Love Paper Tigers. Looking forward to seeing more movies in the future. That's right. The fans have have arrived. Right on. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So uh, I just wanted to kind of shine for the Movie Dojo Army of, you know, some of your other works, not just directing, but, you you know, you edited works. Uh, But you did do some shorts here. And uh, uh, which we call it here? Screen Anarchy gave a lot of praise for Bookie here. With yeah. Ken, and we got Ken there. Yes, how long have you? How long have you known Ken? A lot of familiar faces that you're going to see in the Paper Tigers. Uh, you know, I've worked with Ken for many, many, many years. Actually, a few years even before that, and we had always wanted to kind of do, keep doing and building up and, and to bigger and better things. So this was probably our our crown jewel, if you will, of shorts nice. uh, that we did, uh, where we uh, basically kind of tackled a period piece at the blues R and B nightclub in the '60s and just try to you know tell a story from that world. Uh, so uh, Ken was the lead in that one, uh, and uh, you know certainly set the that the mold as far as the action directing that he did uh, on that film, and then hopefully you know all that stuff carries on and 
build up experience to where we were with the Paper Tigers. Nice. And speaking of familiar faces, hey, you got UT Okamoto right. here uh, in the short black coffee, which was also critically acclaimed as well. You want to talk a little bit about yep. that? Uh, yeah. So black coffee was basically a short uh, invitational that was made under uh, the Seattle International Film Festival. Uh, so they uh, they basically helped uh, exec produce uh, several shorts. So we 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 were able to make that uh, with that uh, production support, and that's actually the first time I met UG and worked with him. UG had moved up to Seattle uh, from LA and had opened up a, a, a Hawaiian uh, restaurant called Kona Kitchen. If you ever come oh. to Seattle, come come get your Ono grinds and then get your grub on out there. Uh, but basically, you know he. Um, has started, had kind of moved to Seattle, just starting his new family. And then so we crossed paths at that point of him, uh, you know, uh, wanting to do shorts and making films uh, in his new home in Seattle. So uh, this was a great opportunity for us to kind of work with each other, get to know each other. Uh, that was as a director actor relationship. But eventually, you know, he also was producing and acting and some stuff. I helped him out on some projects as well. Nice. And then so it just kind of led into like when I had this feature script for the Paper Tigers um, that, you know, uh, wanted to have him on as producer to to help uh, make the feature happen. Nice. Now, this short here, was this the short that you started to get the itch? You started to get the, the action kung fu martial arts itch right here, the Challenger, son. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Challenger, well, the Challenger was actually in a way for us to kind of like do a demo, almost like a proof of concept. We already had the script for the Paper Tigers uh, ready to go, and we were trying to figure out how do we kind of show off also, even just experiment if you watch the short, there's some slow-mo vision that we oh. kind of also built yeah. on uh, for the Paper Tigers. Uh, so in a way, just kind of play with those things visually. Uh, but that definitely is kind of that down and dirty, you know, kung fu style that we wanted to do. That Love was like it. clean, you know, good precision oh. hitting. And with Andy Lee and Ken, you know, you can't go wrong with those two guys. Uh, and they just we just wanted to do something that was just really, you know, solid uh, martial arts. And then flip that on its head with the Paper Tigers. So in a yeah. way, kind of like show that we could do both things. Uh, and, and just kind of show the two sides of the coin of what Kung Fu could look like. You know, very clean, very powerful, oh. fast, and then also just sloppy and, and slow. With the tigers, so. <laughs> oh, but it was, it was a, you know, I just uh, reviewed a film called Gandala. And the, mm. Indonesia's made some of the best martial arts and action films ever. Mm -hmm. But there were parts of Gandala that I liked. And then there were a lot of other parts I was really disappointed about the film. And a lot of it was the camera work of filming the fights I had issues with and the fight itself, all the fights throughout the movie were like off and on. Some of them were okay. And some of them were kind of disappointing and it didn't build, you know, and, and some of the best Kung Fu martial arts movies, the action scenes get better by the end. And then the finale fight is like the best one. And I was kind of disappointed after watching the challenger, I actually rewatched this last night, the filming of this fight, and the intensity and the power and the speed and the editing is better than anything in, the, in Gandala. I'm sorry. I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for that. But I was just like, when I got done watching this, and, you know, you got to, you know, shout out to Marshall Club, Andy from Marshall Club here. When I got done watching this fight, I was like, ah, thank God. <laughs> that was my reaction. I was just like, yay. This is how it's supposed to be done. This is how the fights are supposed to be filmed, you know, and edited, you know. So just... Just giving you props there, my, my, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Paper Tigers, man. The pleasant surprise of the year. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, won a lot of awards here. 
This is awesome. Such positive feedback uh, from this film. I mean, nothing but great reviews from Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Film Threat, Collider, Taekwondo Life Magazine, Variety, Pop Zara. I mean, just nothing but positive, positive feedback, man. So I was going to review it here on the channel. Uh, but I was like, well, I'm getting the director on here, so <laughs> it's the it's even it's better. Nobody wants to hear my review. Yeah. They want to they want to see me talk to the man that made it happen. So uh, before we get into it, um, again, congratulations for your success for the film. But this is one hell of a debut, man, for your first gig here, first like feature film. Were there trials and tribulations getting here? I did read some things that you were getting kind of pushback. Uh, maybe you want to talk and talk about that or go into that a little bit if you'd like. You don't have to, but uh, I was reading stuff on Wikipedia and other other sources that um, they were suggesting that they wanted Bruce Willis or Nicolas Cage a part of the project. And I was just kind of like, you know, as much as I love Nicolas Cage, eh, it's probably going to be a bad <laughs> idea. It, it's not going to be a good idea. So I don't know if you want to yeah. go into that. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a whole uh, crazy process. It's been 10 years to kind of get to where we are today. Uh, I, I basically set to, you know, to, uh, to writing about 10 years ago and just had the script uh, pretty early on. About th It took about three years to have the script. So about seven years ago, I had the script. And we were just trying to find, you know, a way to kind of get it made. And if you uh, if you seen the movie, or I can just kind of set the stage, but it's about these kind of like multicultural tigers who, who train together and as martial artists uh, as kids and then they go their separate ways and, and, and things happen and they find out their master is killed and they have to get back together and, and figure out what happened but you know essentially it's kind of a, a love letter slash tribute to Seattle Washington here with Bruce Lee first coming to America yeah. you know he, he uh, met his wife here he opened his uh, kung fu school here he, he started teaching uh, all types of uh, students that weren't just Chinese that were multicultural um, so uh, all the students still teach to this day, right? So in that whole world, like, is what we kind of grew up under in the shadow of Bruce Lee here in Seattle. And and it just felt like that was the world. It wasn't like we we're trying to make a political statement or anything. Like, it's just yeah. that's that's life. You know, our, our Kung Fu family and our martial arts family, uh, for a lot of us, is very diverse and just kind of full of different people from different walks of life. Uh, so that was the starting point. And it just felt like that was the world we wanted to tell. And that's the setting of these characters. You have two Asian American uh, uh, tigers and one Amer a Black American tiger that form mm -hmm. you know, the squad together. And so when we pitched the story we, uh, to L.A. and Hollywood, we had kind of expected, you know, okay, people would get excited and be interested, and, and hopefully we could have a you know production deal and be yeah. on our merry way, be on our merry way, and make the movie. Uh, but unfortunately, it didn't happen that way, or fortunately so. Uh, there was a lot of interest in the in the movie itself, but you know, not so much the cast or the characters. So they wanted to change the cast of the characters to white to, to basically have, uh, yes, <laughs> to basically open up more possibilities of talent or movie stars, you know, yeah. so that they could put on a poster and sell it. So a lot of it was like a little bit of prejudice, but a little bit of capitalism and a little bit, yeah. you know, of everything. So it's very kind of like a whole mix of, 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 of things that uh, were basically standing in our way from getting this movie made. So we basically kind of walked away uh, from a lot of these different offers that were on the table um, because we wanted to tell the story our own way. Like I said, just that the way that made sense and was honest yeah. uh, to anything. So we didn't set out to be, you know, martyrs for the cause by any means. I didn't, I, you know, I, we didn't want to do that, but it's just the way it was. And we just didn't feel like it was the right thing to do to, to, to change the story in such a way. 
Um, and this is a very common story for any any POC filmmakers, you know, trying to pitch and, and tell stories in Hollywood. Like they're this is a constant note everyone else else gets. It's almost a, a rite of passage, you know. But anyway, so we turned to Kickstarter. Uh, we went and, and and found our own funding, and and from the Kickstarter, we were able to get uh, private funding, investors, and 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 so on, uh, to basically put the movie uh, outside of LA and Hollywood, and, and do the movie here in Seattle. So this was basically a grassroots, uh, community-driven movie uh, that just uh, you know the little movie that could that that just you know get to where we are today. It was based on all on community support, and basically you know our our, our uh, basically our. our diverse backgrounds and, and Asian American community that kind of rallied to make it happen. Yeah, that's, 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 that's great. And we, we, as fans of, you know, we're glad you didn't sell out. <laughs> we appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate you keeping it real. And, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm again, I'm, we're all happy for your, your success, but let's talk a little bit about the movie here. I, I absolutely mm-hmm. love, absolutely love the eighties to nineties montage <laughs> VHS footage. <laughs> Action sequences. Right These were so much fun. They were great. They took they took the, they took samurai back, uh, back in time. But yeah, I loved all of these. <laughs> and the more they beat up Carter there on the left, I was like, he's gonna come back, isn't he? And he came back later. But we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that later. But yeah, I, I, the great cast, great cast here. You know, you, you got, uh, you know, again, Yuji Okamoto uh, makes a little cameo later. But Ron Yuan is Hing. Uh, Matthew Page, that's right, a.k.a. Master Ken as Carter, Alan Uy as Danny Eight Hands, and we have Mikhail Shannon Jenkins as Jim, and, and the great Roger Yuan. How'd you get him? Yeah, Roger, and then, fun fact, Roger Yuan and Ron Yuan are, are brothers. Are, are, uh, so uh, that was a way that kind of like connects the two. There you go. Um, oh, nice. Roger, Roger and Ron are very good friends of Yuji, so that was a, kind of a... An easy, easy enough thing to reach out and at least have them uh, consider the project. And uh, those two casts that you saw, that top and bottom, we actually shot those two uh, sequences separately. Um, like I said, it's there's nothing traditional about the movie that we made. Yeah. yeah. So we had some of the movie that was in place, and we shot the young portion with Roger, with Yoshi uh, Sudarso, Peter Sudarso, and Keith Silver Green uh, to play the younger parts. We shot that uh, about two years before uh, the main portion, and uh, we uh, basically turn that into a, a Kickstarter trailer and raise the, the rest of the money to shoot the rest of the movie. So nothing was linear about making this movie. And we just, uh, you know, we just kind of uh, scratch and clawed our way to get the, get it done. Uh, and then uh, the rest of the cast we were able to find, because again, Ron, uh, Yuji knew, uh, so he came on pretty uh, early. And then we went out to get casting for Elaine and, and Mikkel. So a lot of them is just kind of either, you know, a phone call away from Yuji or uh, we had to go through casting. It's just because there's so many people that could have been right for that role that we wanted to look for. Nice, nice. And Mikel, you know, he started with Scott Atkins in Undisputed 3. And uh, it's funny, I just had Marco Zorora on the channel not too long ago, and he mm-hmm. was like, eh, who knew I would be talking to the director <laughs> of another project <laughs> with Mikel in it? It's kind of there funny. There you go. Uh, but there yeah, go. there's so many great moments in here. I don't want to spoil too much for the movie Dojo Army because I want them to go out, purchase it, rent it, support it. You can find it on demand, Amazon Prime, Blu-ray. I got my copy, okay? Yes, I su- sir. Show support, yes, sir. son. Thank you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I watched this with my wife. We both loved it. It, it, it just it felt like one, I don't know, this is going to sound weird, but it felt like one big badass warm hug. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a great quote. There's your review. You, can, you have permission I to use it, it on, on the posters. Quote. Thank you. <laughs> 
Yeah, I love it. Somebody was asking about posters. Are, are you going to be selling any posters? Somebody in the comments. Yeah, we should be starting up a, a little uh, web store soon. We've just been so like, again, this is like a grassroots indie film, and we have a great distributor with Wellgo, but uh, we've been just out, out making appearances and at, at screenings as, as much as we can. So we've, we've been in on the road uh, ever since we released on May 7th. Uh, so it's been a, a, it's kind of a wild thing. Yeah. Uh, to to be a roller coaster ride, so we we have uh, are gonna hopefully settle down and, and start setting up a web store, and people can purchase uh, shirts and and posters and and all these goodies oh, yeah. through that. Because you know you know your fans are gonna want it, and you know they're gonna want that. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, but yeah, there's there's so much fun moments in the film. You know, they, 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 something happens to their teacher, then they got to get back together after all these years later, and they're older and bigger. And uh, all that stuff, things be groins be pulling, and all this stuff, and just really hilarious moments. And it's funny because I rewatched it last night, and it's very difficult. Not only is it extremely difficult to make a badass, fun, entertaining martial arts movie, but it's extremely difficult to even do comedy. It's really hard. <laughs> and we've watched a lot of comedies, and we're like. Just this is not funny. This is a comedy. Like you know, it's like you know. Of course, it's, you know, it's subjective. I get it, but it's hard. It's hard to do. A com- you know, a, a comedy that works, and you've done both. You know, you 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 have a perfect balance of comedy and martial arts, and that's hard to do. That's really, really, really hard to do. But you pulled it off, my friend. But there were so many funny moments here and there. You know, like you know, <laughs> uh, like just little, just little things made me laugh. Like. Um, Danny Eight Hands having that parking issue. He wouldn't move his vehicle, and then this, the big bro shows up, the big buff dude with the shirt, and it says "Got supplements on his shirt." <laughs> <laughs> it's like dying, like little things like that, you know. And of course, of course, you know, you, you, this guy's always hilarious, Matthew Page, aka Master King, oh, yeah. who's extremely successful on YouTube. Maybe we can get him on the show one day just to have him for fun. But I see, I, I see that. Um, uh, Roy here, he he's in shape right here. So he did gain weight for the role. It looks like to play him. Yeah, Ron 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 gained uh, about. I mean, 60, Ron, excuse me, sorry. Pounds. Yeah, so he gained about sixty pounds uh, for for the role because uh, he came in pretty svelte, pretty you know he's he's kind of a, a heavier stock guy, but he was still pretty you know kind of muscled out. Uh, yeah. when he walked into the rehearsals and I just told him he had to gain weight, uh, because the lane, as you see, who plays Danny is a very slim, very slender. So I wanted like even more of a contrast between the two and just kind of like have each of the tiger have their own body transformations, you yeah. know, uh, that we see in the story. So, uh, so Ron just started get, he got to work, you know, he was, uh, was he just started going to Jin Tak Fong and eating, like loading up on soy sauce and every time, you know, all these moments off with the actors. He would take, you know, get them to go out with him, and and which is cool, is because they all actually liked each other, so they hung out uh, when they were up here in Seattle. But they went to, to food and go eat, and then so Ron just like got to work of just gaining the weight, and and basically, you know, amassed about sixty pounds because he already amassed maybe about thirty or twenty or thirty pounds already. But I told him that you know he needed to go the extra mile, uh, so um, so he went for it, and 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 all hats off to him, and and he it's interesting hilarious. because it's Hing is hilarious. Hing is hilarious and Ron, in this movie. And Ron is, you know, probably the most experienced martial artist out of all those guys in the screen fighters. So he, you know, he's definitely has the chops. But when you add 60 pounds on that, you know, it changes his whole uh, balance and equilibrium, the way he moves as yeah. well. So it, it did affect, you know, the performance in, in, a, in an interesting way because, you know, it almost like made everything a little more, even more off kilter. 
um, to him. So, so it, it just kind of like it was a way to just a method. It was an all method action actor. <laughs> I'm a method actor myself, as you can see. Exactly, here. exactly. We're all preparing <laughs> for a role. We don't know when, but you know what? It's good to just get get, get in shape for it. Hey, he still yeah. moved pretty badass, though. He can still move. Uh, he's, yeah. he's really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. He, but he was really so funny in this movie. Uh, but yeah, just again, little things like when they're going in an investigation to find out about what happened to their master, their Sifu, and there's that chase sequence when they're trying to run after one of the martial club guys, and then Hing just falls out, and then Danny just passes out, and it's so funny. It's so he gets <laughs> what did he get like five feet? Oh my god, it's so funny. It's so funny, man. And um, again, uh, one of my favorite parts in the film was the confrontation. Because they, they mm-hmm. try to investigate what happened to their their seafood, and they, they 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 call that Baymo. That's right. And uh, Marshall Club guys are here. He had the orphans, and they uh, these guys were great. I enjoyed all three of these guys. These guys are hilarious, just cocky assholes. <laughs> but you know, they came <laughs> they came around later. They came around later. Yep. Uh, but yeah, all yep. those guys are badasses. But what a fight! What a fight! And that's the thing, though. Yep. It's like, yeah, it's a yeah, it's 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 lighthearted comedy. There's definitely some heartwarming moments and some really good dramatic acting, so, like like legitimately good dramatic acting from uh, Danny Eighthands and everyone involved. Like really good, but you still, at the end of the day, the martial arts is still legit, though. Like the fight sequences, the editing, the filming of it. The, the, the speed, the timing, everything, and, and the movie built. This is what I'm talking about when I was mentioning earlier. Like, every fight scene topped itself before it, you know, and and those are the best martial arts movies. You know, you, the word, it's hard when the, the, the martial arts flick that I've seen, uh, I've seen in the past where the best fight scene's in the beginning. And then it's just mm. kind of like, well, that was awesome, but, oh, all right, that's the, and the rest of the movie's kind of like this. It's kind of disappointing. So some movies blow their wad, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, love the fight. I love. I think my favorite was when uh, Danny Eight Hands was 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 getting in getting in his groove. He's like, "I got this. I ain't old." And then he was doing those kicks, and then he pulled his groin, <laughs> fell down. Oh my god, I couldn't stop. I could not stop laughing. And of course, of course, you know, AKA Master Ken here. Everything he did in the whole movie. I mean, this guy's already comedy, comedic actor. He's very good at what he does. And his, his philosophy sayings, if you look up into the sky and see the bird fly. I mean, it's just like, shut up, man. Will you just speak, speak English? It's so, it's so funny. And even that, and now, now, I don't know if we're breaking kayfabe here, but mm-hmm. is Matthew Page legit? Matthew Page is legit. You know, he's he's a he's this chameleon of all sorts. So obviously, okay. you know, a lot of people know him from this Enter the Dojo uh, Master Ken uh, persona. But you know, Matthew Page has a very solid, solid uh, American Kenpo uh, background, and uh, he's really, really uh, well rooted in that style. Um, and so that was a great base for us to be able to work with to actually kind of like figure out what that meant for Kung Fu style and kind of the, the Carter's Kung Fu style and, and, and per, in particular. Uh, so Matt gave us a lot to work with and just kind of a whole uh, base of physical uh, and very hardworking. You know, I, you know, we gave him the Pu Dao. He'd never seen a Pu Dao before. He'd never trained with it. And then he would just practice and, 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 and basically get his reps in at any moment offset when we, we, he wasn't on camera, he would be practicing that nice. Pu Dao. So huge testament to him, a hard worker, hard worker, Dedication. Very smart, very um, 
uh, on his feet, thinking on his feet performers. So him and Ron Yuan, like they just kind of went at it. And so a lot, you see a lot of those riffs and improvs that they go at, though they go have on, on in the movie. And then even in on the Blu-ray, you know, there's all these deleted scenes and, and outtakes that you're going to see because uh, we just had an embarrassment of riches uh, between Ron and, and, and Matt uh, of them yeah. just going at it. Uh, nice. uh, and just trading barbs and stuff like that. So there's a lot of wonderful <laughs> stuff that they have. Oh man, just going back and forth. Like just yep. earlier when they're at the funeral, and then Matthew's like, <laughs> he said, you know, I'm trying to remember. He goes, You look like a fat Asian, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yep. And then he yep. did hang with him back with something. Oh, all day. Yep. I can watch these guys all diss day. each other all day. all day. But the only reason I was asking about uh, Matt is because. He looked good. Like, he looked good in this movie. I was like, dude, I think he's legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's confirmed here. Master Ken is legit. Yeah, we wouldn't come across, for sure. He's definitely legit. Kick to the groin. Uh, Kick to the groin, exactly. (laughs) Uh, We have here. Yeah, there you go. Stomp to the groin, yeah. Uh, Trado says he has already pre-ordered his copy a few weeks ago. He's looking forward to getting it. All right. Oh, shit. We got the legend Lee from Film Combat Syndicate. He's saying, what's going on? Hey, hey Bao. Yeah, you got to love Lee. Support Film Combat Syndicate, by the way, Movie Dojo Army. Uh, but, yeah, it's good seeing him. Uh, here we go. We got Bruce Leeds here saying, trailer looks dope. He just got done watching it. He's definitely going to be checking it out, especially he loves the Undisputed 3 actor uh, as well. And Mr. The Legend himself, director Ranjit Mara is in the house. That's right. I, if I had hey, a, if I had a tie, I would do this. Like, I know that guy. <laughs> I know I know him. Right <laughs> uh, but yeah, love that guy. Uh, but uh, Film Combat said, uh, hold on a second. He said, uh, hold on one second. Somebody said that he's actually, oh, here we go. Matt's legit. Uh, there you go, martial arts. So there you go. Also double, triple confirmed uh, by Bao. But yeah, I just the way he, you can tell by the way he moved. I was like, he knows some shit. He knows some shit. But it was just yep. just a fun fight sequence, especially when he when he uh, <laughs> just kind of punked Mikel, you know. And Mikel's like, he just popped back up. <laughs> Did he hit me? He didn't, he didn't hit me, right? <laughs> oh, he just grazed you. You're good. You're good. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff throughout this whole movie. Just really, really funny. Especially with uh, <laughs> with uh, Matthew did with uh, Hing's toupee, man. That was fucked up. Uh, but just, just, <laughs> just too much. It's just, oh, so much. Too many moments. Too many fun moments. And then you got the comedy, and then you got the martial arts. And then, this is what I was mentioning earlier, is that there's really good dramatic moments. And, and the movie takes its time slowing down and developing the characters. And the movie starts to get real a little bit. And I really like that scene because there's issues between Mikkel and, and uh, Danny Eight Hands. And I like that scene with all sitting down, they popping in the old VHS tapes and they're reminiscing of the of their youth. You know, that was really good scene. Really good acting, man. Like legit. And and a lot of uh, there's a lot of martial arts movies out there, they don't really have all the boxes checked. Doesn't mean they're bad, because sometimes you just want to watch somebody get captivated and building explode. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> your movie kind of it checked all the boxes, and it really, really surprised me and my wife. We really enjoyed it, and uh, the end rooftop fight. Were there any issues with that? Were there any uh, like before you had to go yeah. fight? Yeah. What happened with that? No, I mean, well, logistically, you know, you're on a rooftop. It's uh it's uh, 
even scouting the location and trying to find the right spot that uh, was both safe to, uh, you know, actually make the film in, but also gave you that right look and feel that you need for the story. That was kind of the unicorn that we were looking for. Uh, but once we found it, it was, it was great. You just had this, you know, 360 view of the Seattle skyline. Uh, but then you, you're, you are on the open face roof and we had to basically kind of build the whole set and basically lift and hoist up all that stuff that you see, you know, that oh, stuff wow. was not there. So our okay. production designer, Wing Lee, you know, had to build this army of just bringing and, and, and trucking stuff up and lay down the plywood and make sure everybody think was still safe, but everything looked right. Uh, so that was a huge task in itself. Um, and then also one of the shoot days, we had uh, basically one of the largest thunderstorms uh, of the whole deck, you know, couple, last couple of decades come through um, and basically rained us out. So uh, I think you can even see on the BTS on the Blu-ray, uh, there's a moment where I think Mikkel's like in the middle of an interview and then we had to tell them like he has to clear out and he's like, and then you can just see everyone just starting to clear off the, the roof because you have these giant metal points and these lights and stuff that are just there. So it's definitely your you're asking for trouble if you, you stay up there. Uh, so we had this huge storm come in and it just uh, rained us out for about four or five hours because you have to wait for it to pass. And then we went up and trying to dry out the roof and, you know, basically try to set it back to normal for continuity's yeah, sake. Right. Uh, and then, but you lose, you lose a lot of time because when the sun comes up, you're done. Right. Uh, if you're shooting in a set, uh, you know, you go overtime and that's, it is what it is. But when the sun comes up, your, your day is done or your, your night is done, you know, in, right. in our case. Um, so that yeah, was a huge challenge just for everyone, but everyone just rallied uh, to make it happen and, and just kind of roll out uh, and wrap up in the time that we needed. How long did it take to choreograph that in fight? Choreograph, I think Ken, our action director, Ken Kitagawa, had worked on it. Um, so he he mapped all that stuff out uh, beforehand, uh, but we were about four days uh, up on the roof shooting. Oof. Hey. Four nights. It, four nights, yeah. There you go. But you get the results, though. You know what I mean? You don't want to just rush yep. it, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, Ken, this this badass right here. Yeah, <laughs> Are you man. going to keep him uh, as your fight cho- uh, choreographer and all that for future projects? I'll keep him around. Yeah, I'll keep him nearby. It's always good. <laughs> yeah, huge, huge talent, and uh, just the fact that we worked together for so many uh, years that we kind of vibe and we have a shorthand and we kind of understand the things that we're looking for and going for. It's like sometimes. We'll look at each other, you know, without a word, and we kind of know what needs to be done or what what needs to nice. be tweaked. Um, so our working uh, relationship is really great. An incredibly humble, uh, gentle man. Uh, don't let that belie you. You know what you see in the movie. He's a very, very, very chill, very nice. Uh, yeah. So it's a, a pleasure to work with, and uh, definitely family. Well, one of my favorite parts in the in the movie. This might be my favorite scene, actually. I love all the fighting, but my favorite scene is when they went to the gym. And they're mm. looking, they're searching, right? Because you find out later, you know, Sifu had another student. Like a minor spoilers, it's okay. <laughs> but I gotta at least talk about I gotta at least talk about this scene. But earlier I love how you yeah. set it up, how Hing was like watching the guy kick a bag and he's like, That's not a kick. You know, you got you don't hear the power. That's not a kick, you know. And so they're walking around the gym and even and Mikkel's character's like, What do you do what are we doing here? We don't even know who we're looking for. He's like, We're listening. And you finally hear the thump, 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 thump. And I love how it kind of parts a little bit. And I love how you film that shot where Mikkel's there, Hing is there. He slowly turns and listens. And then the camera pulls back a little bit. They can hear uh, Ken destroying the heavy bag 
with his gong vu. And you see in the background, that same shot, you see Danny Eight Hands coming to the shot. He stops, turns, and listens and looks. I love stuff like that, man. It's suspense building. That's my favorite part of the movie. I love that stuff. And then, then, then you, then they finally see that this, this motherfucker, this badass dude was just (laughs) destroying the thing. And you know what made me laugh about, you know what made me laugh about Ken's character? He's danger. Like he, poison fingers, you're done. Like he's just danger. You don't want to mess with this guy. But what made me laugh about his character was he was just like, chill. (laughs) He's like, oh, the three tigers. (laughs) How's it going? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Baymo. You know, I got some time. Yeah, no, no. You're gonna you're gonna answer your phone? Okay. You know, just the way he talks the whole movie. He's just <laughs> like, are you are you ready? Huh? He's like so relaxed. <laughs> yeah. He's not like super evil guy. I'm the evil. No, he's just like, all right, let's yeah. go. It's it cracked me up. Yeah. Well, in that sense, yeah. You know, my minus four is you know we ever saw we always saw him as the the fourth brother. You know, not just in terms of just the tiger or whatever, but he's also part of that family, this dysfunctional family. And what does that all mean? Because uh, he is pretty familiar with them. He's heard their stories and he's heard the lore and maybe also heard kind of the the the, the backstory and the negative uh, story from 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 Sifu and all that. So yeah. there's definitely kind of that familiarity. Uh, that we wanted him to have and kind of that lean back swag that you were talking about. Just yeah. kind of like fine, just chill. I know you, I know your story and, uh, yeah. and there's nothing really, I need to know more about Baymo? you. Baymo? You so, want to yeah. do it now? Like, yeah, exactly. Know, I, exactly. I got five minutes. It's not even going to take five minutes. Yep, yep. I like how he picked up the motorcycle after they knocked it over. <laughs> and they were just like, really? You're just going to pick it up with one arm? All right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, what, what was the motivation for the, the character, Mikkel's character? Because it was, mm-hmm. it was very, his character was interesting as well, because he was like, he went to kind of more Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu MMA style, but he forgot his Kung Fu. So what mm-hmm. was the, what was the motivation to create his type of character? He just, it's just been so long. You just want to show yeah. him he still loves martial arts. He's still active, but he just forgot his past. He forgot his tradition. Is that the mo- is that yeah. what, they, what you're looking yeah, for? Yeah, it's definitely part of that. Uh, I think it's also like, you know, we all if you're in a martial arts group or you're in a martial arts, uh, you know, class, you, you all kind of come to Kung Fu or learning martial arts for different reasons. You know, a lot of, of us had different motives. And then we also even just take away different things from our teacher. It's almost like that, um, just kind of a very subjective experience when you go learn something. So, uh, for Danny kind of learns the heart, you know, how to be a hard ass and be that, you know, kick-ass fighter. Yeah. And then Hing kind of learns the healing aspects. And then for, for, for Jim, it's like learning how to be a teacher. And being that, yeah. you know, what does it mean to have something to pass on to something and to be able to kind of coach someone up and, and be able to develop. So that, to me, was kind of the arc for all three of those guys. And for, for Jim in particular, uh, to your question, it's just like, what does that mean for him to like learn to be that coach? Learn to give someone those, those lessons and build someone up in a way that, you know, you, you may not have known you even had it in yourself, but you need to be encouraged and coaxed out of uh, by a good coach, by a good trainer. Uh, so for him, he's like this this Ronin trainer in a way, where he goes to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or martial arts or whatever. It could have been anything, you know. But yeah. at that time, you know, with this within the story, it just happens to be that he's he's kind of going off and, and making the big bucks or trying to make the big bucks in, in something that's a little more lucrative than just teaching out of your garage. Uh, so that's kind of his journey in, in back and trying to understand what that means and what that you know eventually is going to take him to uh, at the end. Nice, nice. I enjoyed his character and uh, his performance a lot more in, in this movie than Undisputed 3. <laughs> oh, okay. I, it's, it's like they didn't really give him that much to do in Undisputed 3, but uh, uh, 
Still enjoy Undisputed Three though. That's a that's a phenomenal martial arts. Yeah, it's like, a classic. I, still, it's a I classic. love that movie a lot. Uh, but yeah, let's get back to this. So building to the finale here. See, he doesn't he look li- doesn't he look so nice and friendly? And you have no idea he's gonna rip your throat. You have no idea he's gonna rip your <laughs> yeah, throat exactly. out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, He'll be smiling when he kills you. Yep, I love love the finale fight, man. The editing, the camera work, the 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 the, the timing, the hits, the excitement. And the comedy thrown in there. It was yeah. really funny when they when Jim had the timer. And he's yeah. like, got three yeah. minutes. And then he like goes in there, does a few combos, and comes back out. He's all tired. And he's like, what you doing, man? <laughs> you got like two more minutes. <laughs> Full of just everyone. Everyone kills it in this movie, man. Like really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I know, has anyone asked about a sequel to this? Or another adventure with these guys? Or are you going to move off to another project? Yeah, I mean that's a that's a interesting enough you know that's quite a uh, a question that comes up a lot. You know we've been, we've been doing out kind of a road tour and doing Q and A's with everyone. It seems like everybody is asking about that. Uh, we're very flattered to hear about that. It's, it's it's you know obviously you know it's nice to be wanted or at least be asked about to be part of this universe and be one of the Follies characters even more. Uh, we've been in such a go 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 mode and just promoting this film. We were yeah. a little blurry eyed. I, I haven't even had a chance to really sit down and think about next projects. I certainly have some ideas for some other stuff as well. So yeah, as, I think at this point, it's great to hear. It's uh, it's just a, I think it's just a testament to the fact that you know these these characters are so interesting, endearing, and likable that people want to people want to be born in those lives. Yeah, and I and I can relate. You know, I was I was kicking For the bag. Sure. I was kicking the bag in the garage the other day, and I, something snapped, and I was like, "God damn!" It. <laughs> the bag damn kicked it. you. I know, I know yeah. how Hing feels, man. I know how he feels. <laughs> uh, Film Combat yeah. Syndicate says, uh, "I'm ready to push the crowdfunder for Bow's <laughs> next movie." Yeah. Movie Dojo Army and the Samurai, we will support. That's right. Any future projects, yes, man? We got your back. Um, and uh, no, no, no pressure on the next movie, but we are really <laughs> excited uh, to to yep. watch it. We're really excited. Um, any any nuggets you can give us of what you what you might want to do or dream project? Maybe something in the future. What you're like? Maybe so, you can keep martial arts, action, sci- horror, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I love stories of all kinds of, you You know, all the kind of the, the roundup that you did of the films that I've done before and the shorts I've done. They've call, all kind of run the gamut in terms of genre and stuff like that. Uh, so for certainly uh, everything's on the table. Uh, definitely it's uh, something that I want to kind of keep th- on thinking about. Uh, it's for a movie, for a feature, uh, you know, it's something that you're going to spend, you know, basically, you know, several, several years on. So it's definitely something that uh, I would want to kind of like capture me and you know make something that you uh, you'd want to wake up every morning and you know and try to you know go out and get them right. So every every you have to be that kind of focused and that it has to be that you know flame within uh, to want to make that movie and you know basically feel like you're the only one that can tell that story. Um, right. So you have to that have that type of drive. Uh, so uh, that type of idea is very hard to find, and obviously it kind of takes time to kind of really build up that motivation. Uh, but yeah. once I find it, for sure. Oh yeah, and we, we will be there to help support. And uh, you're extremely talented. This is a hell of a debut, like I said earlier. And all you studios execs out there, come on now, like, just give <laughs> give Bao the freedom. Yeah. Look, and he already proved his success. Are you listening to the yeah. samurai? You already proved it. Give him what he wants. Give him what he needs. He will make gold, my friend. Hey, and don't hey, be stupid. 
<laughs> Stop being stupid. Yeah. But uh, uh, I think Tyler's I like raising Arizona for the record. Let's just all. No, I said I love Nicholas Cage, man. I love Nicholas Cage, but uh, yeah, that was a bad idea. <laughs> all things that is the right fit. It's all about fit, you know. It's all yeah. about that. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess we can go ahead and wrap it up. I know I, you came in here a little bit late. I don't want to keep it too much, but like all our guests that we have here on the movie dojo, make this your second home. My friend, you're always welcome to come hey, back anytime just to talk about martial arts movies, action flicks, to review movies with the samurai. It'd be great to have you back here, have a panel just to talk about movies. Cause sometimes a lot of the filmmakers and directors that I know, they want to take a break from work. And they'll come here and hang out with me and review a movie. Or hey, okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh, anything, fun. future projects coming out, let us know. And come back here, yep. come here and plug it because uh, we want to support badassity. All right. All you badasses out there, thanks again for watching, liking, subscribing. I will be doing a live Q&A here tonight at 8 p.m. Pacific time. So Movie Dojo Army, join me a little bit later here tonight. Support Trans work by the Paper Tigers film digitally. Blu-ray, get the posters, get all the merch, support Bow, support Badacity. And if anyone doesn't like this movie, just go up to him and go, Bambo. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is a blast and an honor to have you here hanging out with us today. Uh, Bow, we will see you again next time. Don't go anywhere. All right, guys. I'll see you in a couple of hours. Take care. Have a good one.